Welcome to the best night ever. Your golden ticket to better sleep, better health, and ultimately, the best night ever. Featuring your host, sleep and life hack guru, Dr. Jay Corsandi from Snore Experts. Your best days will always start with a great night of sleep. Join Dr. K as he invites you in to talk tips and tricks to help you sleep better, stop snoring, be healthier, and live a more energetic and productive life. Learn how to make sleep your best friend. Explore ways to wake up feeling more refreshed and discover how to carry that newfound energy throughout your day. If you feel like your sleep and daytime performance could use a shot in the arm, grab a cup of bulletproof coffee, sit down, relax, and stay tuned as we uncover cutting-edge science, traditional, and even ancient practices to help you step up your life game. And now, Dr. Jay Corsandi. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Best Night Ever. This is Dr. Jay Corsanio. You're listening to the show that's dedicated to helping you get your best night's sleep. And we are back for part two in this two-parter series on sleep and technology uh, with the Aura Ring. And back on the show again, I have uh, Harpreet, uh, who is the CEO of the company called Aura. That's O-U-R-A. I'm a huge fan of this product. I've been using it for about a year and a half now and uh, i've got Dwayne back in the studio and he happens to have one on his finger as well just as absolutely. of absolutely as of like four or five days ago it's uh my ratings are terrible so i've got a long way to go and figuring it all out but but i'm i'm digging my heightened awareness and uh working to yes make it improve Dwayne has been enlightened into this world and someone who can tell us a lot more about this world is harpreet welcome back to the show Jay, Dwayne, thanks for having me on. I'm glad to be back. Excellent. So what I want to do first is I just want you to kind of give everyone out there uh, an idea of what this Aura Ring is. I know we've talked about it a lot, but kind of give everyone a kind of an overview. Yeah, sure. Um, so, you know, uh, the Aura Ring is a is a physical ring. Um, it's, it's made out of titanium. Um, you know, we have a tiny battery in there, um, two infrared LED sensors, um, you know, that are measuring your heart rate. Um, we have a you know accelerometer and a gyroscope for movement, and we also have uh, three temperature sensors in there as well. Wow, excellent! Yeah, I'm looking at mine on my finger here. I was just looking at the three little nubs on the inside and the sensors. Uh, one of the coolest things is I, I I have a wedding ring. I never wear it. Uh, don't tell my wife, but uh, I find myself you know not leaving the house without this at any time, uh, just because of what it's done for me in my life and my sleep and, and for that of my patients. Uh, a fantastic piece of technology. Uh, speaking of the the technology, this was uh, not developed here. It was uh, it was in Finland, right? Correct. Yeah, we're a Finnish company. Um, you know, I think you know, Finland's not a big country, but uh, the amount of innovation that has come out of there, I, I would say, both within technology overall, but specifically related to health and and to sleep, um, yeah. you know, has been sort of second to none. And, and and do you think that the Scandinavian and Nordic countries have more interest in sleep, or because of their uh, position on the earth or light exposure i, I do I, I i think it's a i think it's like uh uh you know it's normally not just one thing right it's a factor it's like many things i think um as you know just as a as a general region in the world right the nordics um right scandinavia um i think they are they tend to you know take the work-life balance a bit more seriously um and and you know really do part of that really think about their health and wellness a lot more have been for a while right um so i think i think they tend to um overall they're healthier they exercise more they eat better right um i think that's one big area i think you know secondly as you pointed out jay um they are you know 
Finland, Norway, you know, uh, Sweden, and, and you know, Denmark, Denmark, right? They're so close to the North Pole that they do get just sort of the same type of, you know, almost light exposure that you in Alaska, where it's sun 24-7, and then it's pretty much, you know, in the winter month, darkness, you know, most of the time, right? You know, maybe 20 out of you know, 24 hours or 22 out of 24 hours. And so because of this, they, they have been having, you know, I think that general region has had sleep issues because of that. You know, um, because of that lack of sunlight um, during the winter months, and um, has been as a as a result studying it longer than most. So, one of the things I'm curious about. So, um, so the technology has been out for a while. So, what what version are you on? And maybe just just talk about uh, some of the things that the ring is able to track. Yeah, sure. Um, so, this is our second version of our product. So, yeah, thanks for pointing that out. Um, the first generation Aura Ring, that shift actually again, it was a Kickstarter, um, you know, that, that website where people go to, you know, sort of buy um, up and coming tech products. And so we, we did a Kickstarter in November. Well, I think it, you know, started probably October, actually 2015. Um, and then, yeah, we, we announced our second generation Aura Ring. Um, that was in, you know, December 2017. And we really started shipping on, you know, um, about about six months ago, uh, really last September, um, September of eighteen, and so um, yeah, we've been around for a bit. Um, you know, have grown, and, and you know, the, the difference between generation one and generation two is, I would say, a lot of its size. Um, the ring got substantially smaller, which makes it more convenient, comfortable. It looks like a regular ring. You know, a first gen ring. We have some people who love it, who love the you know design and the shape, and it sort of was a conversation for it because it was a little big. But um, you know, the second generation is. is Jay sort of mentioned, like, he, you know, he doesn't wear his wedding ring, and this, you know, for him, sort of substitutes as a wedding ring. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're on our second-generation product. Um, in terms of what we measure, um, so, you know, I talked about the hardware that's in there. Um, what, we, what we really focus on a lot is, you know, heart rate um, and heart rate variability um, and sort of actually what we even think about internally is, like, the actual shape of that pulse waveform. Yeah, can um, you get you into see. a little bit about heart rate variability and what that is and why you're measuring it so the re, uh, listeners can understand? Yeah. Um, so, you know, heart rate variability is, is literally, as the word said, the variation in your heartbeat. Um, now, most people think about, you know, your heart rate is, hey, you know, the unit is BPM or beats per minute, you know, 60 beats per minute. Um, turns out if it were beats per second, right, if that was the metric, you'd start to realize that actually every second your heartbeat is, is – is slightly different. Um, so typically, no two beats are the same. Uh, there's always a little bit of variation between each beat, the timing in it. And that has turned out to be, you know, I'd say, one big discovery over the last 15 years, um, really getting popular in the last two to three years, um, an overall, you know, um, really good measure of stress, autonomic nervous system stress. Um, so, you know, your fight or flight mode. Um, and so, you know, by looking at heart rate variability, if you're able to collect that data, long periods of time, you can really get a sense of like, hey, am I getting, you know, more stress or less stress, you know, day to day, night to night. Um, so that's that's one of the big things that we look at as well. Um, turns out it's also helpful for, um, you know, certain detecting certain phases of sleep. Um, so we also, you know, Dwayne, back to your question, we look at what time you fall asleep, how long it took you to fall asleep, you know, latency, so onset and latency, um, obviously what time, timing, but uh, also the stages. Uh, light sleep, deep sleep, and REM sleep, um, right? And then, and then also, you know, movement, right, or disturbances, as we call it, like how much you're moving during your sleep. 
It's, it's, it's interesting because uh, I, I actually go to the AASM, which is the American Academy of Sleep Medicine conferences, uh, and I've, and I've sp- spoken to so many sleep physicians and, and sleep psychologists. And one of the, the crazy things is, is they tell patients who have issues with sleep to keep a sleep journal. Now, that yeah. might have been great, you know, 20, 30 years ago, even a decade ago. But, you know, who's going to pull out a little uh, book and, and write down what they're doing? And then I turned to the people sitting next to me and showed them my ring. I'm like, I've got my sleep journal on my finger every single night. I don't need to write yeah. anything or do anything. It, yeah. it tells me when I went to sleep, when I woke up, if I had any wake-ups in between without me having to literally lift a finger. Yeah. Look, I, I actually think a lot of it is just that right there, right, is that, Anything that we journal or we write down, we tend to be a little bit more conscious and a little bit more aware of, right? Like, you want to go on a diet, the same first thing I tell you is just start writing. Just don't even go on a diet. Just start writing down what you're eating. Track what you're doing, yeah. Yeah, just write what you're doing, right? You start to become more aware, right? Like, hey, you got 20 things to get done, 50 things to get done. Write a to-do list, right? Just start crossing them off as you go. And I, I think, you know, frankly, a lot of it is like, to your point on the sleep journal, I think why that's so helpful was it just brought awareness to people and they sort of realized, whoa, I'm going to bed at a different time every night. You know, some nights I'm sleeping four hours, some nights I'm sleeping eight. And you just start to, you know, see when you see data, you become a little bit more conscious and aware of actually, you know, what's happening in your life. Yeah, it's funny. I tell patients this becomes kind of like a virtual sleep coach in some sense because it does give you those metrics and data and it tells you, okay, what you did yesterday uh, messed up your sleep. Or what you did last yeah. yesterday, you know, you killed it last night. I mean, uh, an interesting story. I was at a uh, anti-aging conference a couple months ago in Vegas. Took my ring with me there. Um, ended up going. You know, Vegas is Vegas. We all you know it's kind of like New York. You know, with the lights and the, and the, the casinos and the smoke. And ended up going out with, uh, to dinner with some uh, some people. And you know, we went to steakhouse and wine and and heavy late dinners and and smoky casinos. And I knew those couple nights when I was there, I was just going to get wrecked on my sleep. And and Absolutely. When I woke up and checked my app on the phone, terrible, terrible nights, and actually a couple of worst nights I've had all year. But uh, it, it's it's amazing the consistency that this thing gives you that kind of information. But the memories you but have. But the memories I'll cherish forever, <laughs> Dwayne. Yes. Oh my goodness! Now, um, I think I think to your point, like you go to Vegas, we all feel a little bit worse in the morning, right? Yeah. Um, again, having that concept of a journal or even some more data on it, right? You start to realize, man, you can quantify how much that worse is. So, so speaking of uh, in this world of, of wearables and, and, and tracking devices, uh, obviously the ring is one there. Uh, can you share with some with you some with us some other thoughts of, of different options or wearables or non-wearables? I know there's there's things that track you from far away, from the side of your bed. I mean, what are the advantages of, of having a ring? Yeah, sure. No, that's a great question. I think, you know, what we, we sort of look at, you know, three or four different things out there. Um, you know, the ring being ours, I, I you know, obviously there's wrist-based trackers, your Fitbit, your Garmin, right of the world. Um, there's also, as you mentioned, Jay, sort of like the bedside table mm-hmm. um, has become a place where, like, you know, people are using different types of sensors, mainly ballistic, audio-based, or, or some type of, you know, signal-based um you know, to measure measure some of those things and get heart rate that way. There, there's also now, I think, more use for babies, just technologies that are using video, um, you know, um, like uh, trying to get some type of video, um, you know, feed as well, um, right, to figure out how much you're really moving to, things like that. So there's, there's definitely a couple different options out there. Um, in terms of why a ring, you know, for us, it was it was the combination that we saw of accuracy and convenience. Um, 
you know, I, I think I mentioned this before that, um, you know, every hospital in the ICU, right, they, they measure your, your heart rate on your finger. Yeah, the pulse oximeters. Um, yeah, exactly, right? So it measures your SpO2 and, and your pulse, right? Mm-hmm. That's pulse oximeter, right? It's both. Um, and what I think, you know, what's really interesting, though, from a signal perspective, you know, turns out that the pulse signal strength on your finger is about 50 to 100 times stronger than that of the wrist. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, if you were to take a cross-section of my wrist and my finger, it would make total sense, right? On the inside of your wrist, you have these arteries where, if, you know, we all know, as we're taught in, you know, third grade or whatever it is, second grade, you know, if you get cut on the inside of the wrist, right, so much blood flow, you, you got to go, you got to take care of that immediately, right? You might actually, you know, bleed to death. Um, so you have so much more blood coming through those arteries, and then those same arteries go right into your hand, into your palms, and into your fingers. And, and that's why, and then the skin on your hand and your palm is, is very thin, right? So that's why your, your, your hands and fingers almost look reddish, right? It's got that red tint to it. That's, that's your blood flow. Um, and so uh, the skin is super thin. You have an arterial pulse that's, that's really, really strong. So the, the net result, the signal, is about 50 to 100 times stronger than that on the wrist. Um, so we're, you know, because of that, um, that signal is so strong, we don't need much battery, right, to actually measure it. And we're able to sample way more frequently than other wearables. Um, and actually, we see a much clearer signal when we do sample. Now, literally, it looks like the same, uh, the same thing you would see on the SpO2 sensor, the heart rate there and the heart rate curves when you're in the ICU. Um, that's, that's what we're seeing from the signal perspective. So, you know, that, that's sort of the accuracy standpoint. And then the convenience, um, you know, um, there are other I mean, even other more inconvenient devices uh, that we, we talked about, um, you know, at the company, that there, there's obviously things you can wear, like a headband, almost like a polysomnography, right. you know, equipment to bed. Um, you know, that's pretty inconvenient. Most people don't want to do that. It's really annoying with your hair. It doesn't look attractive. You know, if you're bringing your date over, um, so I think uh, I think it's just generally more annoying and not comfortable to sleep in. Um, you know, we also looked at you know heart rate monitors like the chest straps. Yeah. Uh, most people don't want to obviously sleep with that either. Um, even even wristwatches, you know, there's about uh, more than you know. I think it's almost like six to seven hundred million watches sold every year, if not more. And um, you know, not many people wear their watches to bed. Yeah. Um, so you know, the other you know, if you if you if you have a wrist-based wearable. You know, I think some of those are fine, uh, but, you know, they're, they're definitely not the most comfortable and, and, and perhaps not the most accurate either. Yeah, um, th- and then there is, you know, the bedside table. I think those are some of the new ones. Frankly, frankly, I think the accuracy is a little bit harder when you're further away from the human body. Yep. Um, and, you know, they, they are plugged in, so they have a power source and they can emit more, uh, you know, radio waves, which, which may or may not be that healthy. Um, but um, I, I also do think that, frankly, when you don't wear something, just like that concept of that journal, you start to forget it. So you put these things, what we found um, from doing some research on it, you put these things on the side of the table and, you know, how often do you look at your bedside table? You know, you, you really don't. Like once you leave the bedroom, it's, it's not, not something you're thinking about. So we found that, hey, having something that's convenient, something that's like super easy to wear, you don't even notice it's there, um, something that's accurate and, and something that's actually on you uh, just starts to, you know, starts to drive a lot of benefits for the user. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, uh, th- those are all kind of points that I bring out to patients as well, too. I think, uh, you know, and, and I've heard this before, too, is, you know, when we're going to bed, last thing we want to do is put more things on and we tend to people tend to actually take things off. So if you have something as kind of discreet and, and light and easy as this ring, it's just something that you don't even have to think about. If you take a shower at night, too, you can leave it on. It's obviously waterproof. So uh, the convenience factor is huge for me. And I think it's a it's a great, fantastic selling point on the on the ring as well. Yeah. 
So, folks, we are talking about the Aura Ring, and uh, they are a Finland-based company. You, but you are able to buy the ring uh, here in the states. Um, you can go to snoreexperts.com and look for the partner dropdown, or on the radio show and podcast page, and uh, we will have a link there. Actually, uh, the link will uh, also get you a fifty-dollar discount. Um, you know, I I just got the ring um, less than a week ago. Um, I, I know Dr. K likes to talk about all the uh, all the things that sold him on it. You know, for me, once I saw Prince Harry wearing it, it was like, hey, if it's okay <laughs> for him, it's good for me. So, Do I, yeah, I mean, fit enough fit enough for a prince, but right? you know, frankly, it's, I think the everyday person can can really um, get a lot of benefit from it. It's, yeah, I would I would have loved to have been in the marketing department the following morning after that picture came out of Prince Harry with the the arrow on his finger pointing to your ring talking about the ring what is what a a stroke of genius it was fantastic it's it's funny Dwayne mentions that too cuz actually uh once you have this ring and once when people know it, you get kind of into this like little secret society i i went to this uh <laughs> this workshop by by you know Luke Luke Story and uh uh, we had yeah. this workshop here in Venice, and I went there, and it's all kind of biohackers and uh, you know, yoga people, wellness people. And I swear, there was probably five or six people in that room that had the ring on. And I, I usually see maybe one person a year that has this right now. But to have that many group of people, and we all kind of bonded and almost gave each other a secret handshake. It was, it was so cool. And, and I'm about to pull out <laughs> my phone and show my data to them and be like, who slept better? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think, um, look, I think the awareness for sleep is growing, right? So um, as we talked about before, like just becoming, people are becoming more aware of how much of an impact it has on their health and how they feel, yep. um, right, and, and how they perform. So uh, it's great to, it's honestly, it's, 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 it's really, it's really inspiring to our team. I, that we're you know we're getting the kind of attention that we are and, and that it's starting to grow. Yeah, I'm super excited for you guys. Uh, I got a really cool story I want to share with you here. So I call this my fireplace hack, and, and this one kind of blew me away. So uh, moved into a new house about a year ago, and the house has a, a fire pit in in the backyard. So it was kind of springtime weather like it is now, and and just went uh, sat outside in the fire at night. No no cell phones, no nothing. Just hang out with my wife, and fire was up full force. And the next day when I woke up and checked my app, my deep sleep was a lot higher than usual. And I go, well, that was weird, you know, and I didn't really think about it. And I did it for a couple more nights, and then the same thing kept happening. And then I realized that that exposure to that fire and the red light spectrum and the infrared coming off that fire pit was uh, affecting the mitochondria. You know, we can talk about red light therapy and all that, but uh, it's ridiculous. The stuff that I do on certain nights and how it impacts the data the next day. And it just blows it's, me away. It's crazy. Yeah. One of the stories I remember, there was a few of us that had aura rings that went camping. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, now there's a whole host of things that are happening. When you're camping. Hey, cell phone service doesn't work. So we're yeah. It, it's a beautiful right? thing. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Right. Um, you know, we're also just outside getting great air right in nature and trees. Um, and then, you know, you're sleeping outside and, you know, or intense, right, in our case. And so uh, you end up getting that, that cooling of the night, right, that, that really the cool night around you. Yep. You actually feel, you know, feel cold. And, and that, from, you know, the research that we know, helps actually promote your sleep as well. Yep. So And, and exposure to sunlight, a lot more sunlight during the day. And your scores start to go up, right? Yeah, it was crazy. It was, like, crazy to see. 
same thing. Like we, a few of us went camping for two nights and we saw like, we were hitting like our highs in deep sleep and we're like, wow. It, it, it's, um, it's crazy. Cause deep, for me, deep sleep has been the challenging one and, and I have other people who have the ring and for them REMS, it's, it's amazing how we all have certain deficiencies and we're trying to, once you have and know that data, then you're trying to do what you can to get it better. At least, you know, for people who are, you know, performance minded or, you know, maybe type A, uh, but they want to improve themselves. So they see, Hey, I got a 73. What do I need to do to get that up to an 80, 90, get that little crown above the number? You know how it goes yeah <laughs> hey I, i'm totally. i'm curious heartbeat so uh you know you're in the sleep business this is the best night ever so what what are a couple of things you know a, a couple of of your favorite sleep hacks or sleep tips that you can pass along to our listeners yeah no that's a great one um you know i think and we see this obviously you know you have multiple people um I'll, I'll just sort of rapid fire um one, I, I do think meal timing, like eating a late dinner, uh, totally does impact at least, you know, many of our users in my sleep. We, we see it, um, you know, really trying to finish your dinner more than four hours ahead of time before you go to bed. Um, you know, I think that's an easier thing to modify in your schedule than, than most, and, and you'll see you know, data improve quite a bit. Um, you know, if you are going to look at watch TV or work on a computer, um, blue light blocking glasses, I think, are really helpful as well. Like, you know, I, I wear mine basically as soon as the sun goes down. Um, I have them on. Um, another big one for me is, like, caffeine timing. Um, we see that quite a bit. Even for people that are like, hey, I'm not sensitive to caffeine, um, just, just you know, try to, if you're going to have two or three cups, have them in the morning. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, the half hour of caffeine is greater than 12 hours. So, you know, I, like, you, you're better off having all that as early as you can. Um, and then getting outside. Exposure to sunlight is huge. Um, we all don't get enough of it anymore. Um, it's hard to do, and you'll feel a lot better when you just walk outside. And, and, Excellent. You know, Excellent. A lot of that has to do with the Excellent light. Excellent tips. So this has been an awesome show. I want to thank Harpreet for being on here. Uh, hopefully you guys got a little bit of insight into this aura ring and how beneficial it can be. You're listening to The Best Night Ever. Obviously, this show is dedicated to helping you get your best night's sleep. If you want to get more information about this ring, you can go to our website, and Dwayne can tell you about that. Yeah, so go to snoreexperts.com. You can either uh, click on the partner tab which will get you straight over to aura ring for your 50 dollars discount or you can find us more information on snoreexperts.com the radio show and and if, and if you want to get caught up on previous episodes you can reach out to us on anywhere where you get podcasts and download the, the the past shows where we talk about supplements and more technologies and gadgets and routines and all kinds of cool stuff related to your best night ever all right see you next week Thank you for joining us at The Best Night Ever, our weekly look at achieving better sleep and better health. To visit us online, go to snoreexperts.com or follow us on Instagram at snoreexperts. To make an appointment with Dr. K for you or someone you know to stop snoring now or to call in and leave a question for next week's show, call us at 888-31-SNORE. That's 888-31-SNORE. 888-31-SNORE. This broadcast is for informational purposes only. Statements and views expressed in this show are not medical advice. The show, including Dr. Jay Crisandi, the co-host, guest, and the producers disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of any information contained herein. Opinions of the guests are their own. We do not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests, nor do we make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. 
If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a licensed physician. Are you still snoring or are you suffering from secondhand snoring? Ignoring the health risks is dangerous, very dangerous. It could be obstructive sleep apnea, depriving your body of oxygen, which can cause fatigue, weight gain, and high blood pressure. Don't risk going untreated. Get a free consultation from the snoring and sleep apnea doctors at Snore Experts. The doctors at Snore Experts have helped thousands with oral appliances, CPAPs, and now Night Lays Laser Therapy, a new clinically proven way to effectively treat snoring and sleep apnea. It's quick and easy with no recovery time. The next 20 callers that mention KKLA get a free medical consultation at Snore Experts, a $300 value free. Call 888-31-SNORE. Get a great night's sleep. Avoid serious health conditions and stop snoring now. Call Snore Experts now and mention KKLA. 888-31-SNORE. Five SoCal locations and now in Brentwood and Irvine. 888-31-SNORE. Online at snoreexperts.com.